What's up, Video Landers? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins. Welcome to another AV Quickie. Also, just a reminder, if you like this episode, you can find more content at adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Video Land. We are critics with attitude, which means this episode might contain explicit content. Anything goes when you're in Video Land. Sometimes you might get some inappropriate language, some locker room talk. So if you're easily offended, this might not be the podcast for you. All right, guys, I haven't been to a movie theater since... February, end of February, early March, I finally made it back to the theater. I watched Tenet in IMAX in all of its glory two times with like 10 other people in attendance. Yeah, it was a ghost town. I expected half as much. People are apprehensive, rightfully so. But I missed that movie-going experience. I missed the theater. I missed the buttery popcorn, the trailers. I missed it all. But was Tenet good? I wish it was that easy. I wish I could give you an easy yes or an easy no. I liked it. It was good. Yes. It's definitely not Christopher Nolan's best movie, though. It's got all the bells and whistles, cinematography, score, story elements. I mean, it's definitely a Christopher Nolan movie. But it's too confusing. Look, I don't need to be spoon-fed a movie, but I also don't want to be confused the entire time. And this is where I have to be careful, too, because I, I don't want... I don't mind being confused. I don't mind smart sci-fi or smart movies. One of my favorite movies of last year, actually my favorite movie of last year, is The Lighthouse. I don't know what the fuck's going on in that movie, but I absolutely love it. I look forward to cracking the code in the years to come for that movie. I don't mind putting in the work for that movie. Tenet isn't supposed to be The Lighthouse. It's supposed to be the big summer tentpole movie that brings everybody together. It's supposed to, it's supposed to save Hollywood. Christopher Nolan even described it as an event film. Popcorn entertainment, right? This is not that movie. It's not the event film that's going to get people talking and, and make people return back to the theaters. I think the general consensus is it's okay. It's smart, but it's convoluted. And at times it can be really boring because of that confusion. I like it more than most, it seems. But your general audience... Your general audience won't give a fuck about this movie. If I took Grandpa to go see this, he would shit his pants and fall asleep. My son won't give a shit about Tenet. General audience will be bored to tears. And I think it requires multiple viewings. I've seen it twice, but people like Gramps and the kid down the street, they're not going to pay twice to see Tenet. But some advice. I wouldn't recommend trusting anyone's opinion on Tenet without them seeing it multiple times. If they said it sucked. Because there's a lot going on. I think it's Christopher Nolan's most confusing movie. More confusing than Memento. The gimmick of this movie is confusing. It's about a secret agent who time travels to prevent World War III in a nutshell. So the gimmick, when you travel through time, you travel backwards through time. Physics are all fucked up. Cars move backwards. Guns fire in reverse. You don't shoot bullets, you catch them. I've never seen a movie like this. I really hope people that are doing reviews... They do the homework. They watch it more than once. But we live in this age where people just want to get out reviews and their opinions right after the movie. I, I watched this movie on Saturday, and it's it's almost been a week since I've watched this movie. Watched it twice, and I'm still wrestling with my opinion. I like to let my opinion sit with me for a couple of days so I can give the best review possible. I guess the best way I can describe the confusion um, of this movie is if someone handed you um, a, an inverted or non-inverted controller for a game, 
And if you're trying to play a first-person shooter, you have to, to fix that controller right away because it fucks you up. However you play, inverted, non-inverted. I'm a big Halo fan, and I play inverted, but if you hand me a controller that's not inverted, it's game over, dude. <laughs> it's hard to comprehend. It's, it's disorienting. That's Tenet. I'm watching the action unfold on screen. Cars are going backwards. People catching bullets. And my mind is like, what the fuck is going on? Even though I get it, I understand it. My mind is like, what the fuck? <laughs> Usually I don't mind being a little confused during a movie. Like with Memento. Again, I don't need to be spoon fed. But after seeing this twice, even though it's easier to comprehend, I still feel like this movie could have been entertaining, more fun if Nolan would have just pulled back a little bit. I wish Nolan would have explained the world a little bit more or the, uh, the ideas of inversion a little bit more. There's a line of dialogue in this movie where I just rolled my eyes uh, the second time around. It was something like, don't try to figure out inversion. Don't try to figure out the movie Tenet. Just feel it. And I think that is the problem with this movie. Explain it, please. Like, and let me feel it. Why can't I have both? Like, I just watched Inception last night, which is one of my favorite Christopher Nolan movies uh, next to Dark Knight. I love Inception. It's smart, but it also explains the world really well. I understand the rules of Inception. It's fun. It's geeky. It's, it's smart popcorn entertainment. That's what I thought Tenet was going to be. And I think Tenet shows some of that. Like, Tenet feels like it could be happening at the same time as Inception. It feels like they both live and breathe in that same world, and I love that about Tenet. I actually have a quote from John David Washington. He said that Tenet is an in-law to Inception. They're related by marriage. They get together for Thanksgivings, family barbecues, uh, like that kind of thing. Other than that, one lives in Europe and the other one lives in Compton. Like, seriously, guys, Tenet could be a spiritual sequel to Inception. There's, there's a lot of similarities between these two movies. So I think it's fair for me to compare the two. I can't wait for after the, the, uh, the criticism settles and we can just watch these together as, a, as an awesome double feature. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. You know, I would love to put these two movies in a versus, but if I have to compare the two right now in my own private versus, guys, Inception blows Tenet out of the water. I'll take Dream Heist over Time Travel, Inception over Inversion. I'll take the hallway dream fight over the time travel fight. I'll take the locations in Inception over the locations in Tenet. I'll take the cop character in Inception over the protagonist in Tenet. Like, I don't know shit about the protagonist, except he's a, he's a good guy, standard hero. There's even a spinning top kind of moment going on at the end of Tenet. I won't ruin it for you. I know I said spoilers. I don't like to ruin everything, uh, just in case you haven't seen it yet. But I'll take the spinning top, the actual spinning top in Inception over the, uh, the dangling carrot, um, the ending of Tenet. And don't get me wrong, I love thinking about the spinning top moment concerning Robert Pattinson's character. Like, I would actually be hyped to watch a sequel. Like, we'll never get one, but I would watch it. I love thinking about the secret agent shit that could be going on after Tenet wraps up. But Inception is just a better movie, through and through. I usually don't like to compare uh, movies, especially fresh out of the theater, but I think it's fair when talking about both Inception and Tenet. It helps me color in my review a little more, helps me frame it a little better. Tenet is not Inception. Uh, it, it didn't need to be, but I wish it shared uh, some of the entertaining uh, components um, of Inception.
And something else I want to say, something else um, that I really liked about Tenet, I couldn't stop thinking about James Bond during this movie. Christopher Nolan is a big James Bond fan, and it, it, it shows here. Uh, Tenet feels like a Christopher Nolan, James Bond mashup. Um, it has some futuristic sci-fi elements to it, but uh, there's a Bond villain that lives inside of a volcano layer so, in, in the Bond movie, so whatever, you know. But come on! Just make a fucking James Bond movie already. I mean, there's parts of Inception that feels like James Bond, um, especially the, the Snow Fortress scene. Um, so just stop jerking off James Bond. Stop jerking off to his movies and just reinvent the franchise. It needs a new coat of paint. Uh, that new Bond trailer that released a few days ago, ugh, just more of the same shit. Like, there's no one else that I would like to see direct a Bond movie other than Christopher Nolan. Like, he was born to make a James Bond movie. Um, so that's a, another element that I did like about Tenet. Um, it feels like a sci-fi James Bond. So I was nerding out on Christopher Nolan jerking off to James Bond. <laughs> um, something else I want to bring up. I've been reading some articles and hearing a lot of feedback on the sound design. I didn't have a huge problem with the sound, but I do understand the complaints. Um, I will say the music is fucking loud as fuck. <laughs> Louder than usual. Like, it hits hard. Um, but I like it loud. I, I feel like that scene from Good Morning Vietnam. Like, I don't care what you play, just play it loud! <laughs> I like it loud. Um, but there were moments that I thought about getting up and walking out because it was so loud. And I'm not getting that old fucking guys. I'm not that old guy that's like, oh, turn it down, I can't hear a thing, my ears are ringing. I mean, there were moments in the theater uh, during my first viewing with my wife where I thought to myself, like, Maybe they have the speakers turned up too loud. Maybe they have the IMAX speakers turned up to 11, the dials on 11. Um, but I honestly expected it to be loud, right? I mean, just not that loud. Um, I mean, I should I should have expected it. We've been having problems like this since Dark Knight Rises. Dar Dunkirk was loud as fuck. Um, and there's some muffled voices, so I get everyone's complaints. I really do. I remember a lot of people bitching about Bane not being able to hear his voice because of his mask. And there's uh, there's mask issues in this because when you time travel, you have to wear a mask. I know I'm in the minority. I actually like Bane's voice and piecing it together, but sound is always an issue, um, especially lately with a Christopher Nolan movie. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, not a huge problem for me. I could understand all the dialogue, um, but I do think I am deaf now. Um, I read somewhere that someone suggested changing the title of the movie from Tenet to tinnitus that's appropriate <laughs> all right guys um i do want to talk about the cast real quick um i think the cast was great um i used to want idris elba as the new bond right now i would settle for john david washington i mean he's so good in this he's charismatic he's physical um i just wish nolan would have let him play more um in this movie like when he fights there's a kitchen scene where he whoops everyone's ass. I mean, he kicks everyone's ass with kitchen appliances. Um, it's fucking awesome. And there's a funny line where he comes in and he's like, and I've been waiting an hour for my fucking hot sauce before he whoops everyone's ass. And I wanted more of that charisma and that physicality. Um, but you, dude, John David Washington is great. Uh, just watching him and Robert Pattinson in this movie gives me hope for the future of Hollywood. I believe in a decade from now, Robert Pattinson and John David Washington are going to be huge stars, leading men, respected actors. Um, these guys have what it takes to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the best in Hollywood, and I think they are both 
great in this movie. Um, you can argue that Robert Pattinson's been a star since Twilight. Um, but both of these actors are about ready to just blow up, break out, Leonardo DiCaprio style, um, where everyone takes them serious. Robert Pattinson just blew me away in The Lighthouse last year. I remember saying that he was channeling Daniel Day-Lewis, and now he's got... There's a charm to his performance in this. Um, it reminds me of like a, a young Peter O'Toole or um, a young Michael Caine. He just has this classic delivery to him, um, especially in this movie. So I, I can't wait to see what these guys do. And if we're talking big tentpole movies for these guys, like I would love to see John David Washington um, as the Green Lantern in the DC Universe. I mean, come on, dude. Tom Cruise as Hal Jordan, where he's mentoring a, uh, a young John David Washington as Jon Stewart. Take all of my money. And then cast Carl Urban as a Lobo. Take all of my fucking money. Um, and I'm very anxious and curious to see what Pattison does in uh, the new Batman. Like, I could geek out on these guys for 10 minutes with fan casting. Kenneth Branagh was great. He's chewing the scenery. He's um, an egomaniac. He's a super Bond villain. He's not the most interesting, air quotes, Bond villain. But it's Kenneth Branagh chewing scenery and... He's having a blast. I really enjoyed his performance. And I want to add, um, <laughs> I was cracking up during his death scene. His wife um, squirts lotion on his back and says, fuck it, before giving him a massage, shoots him, and he dies with a shitload of lotion on his back. Like, I don't know why, but it just cracked me up, especially uh, during my second viewing. Like, I was actually laughing in my seat. Like, I just uh, I had this thought, like, I hope I don't go out with lotion splooged all over my back. <laughs> But it's, um, so who else is in this? Um, Michael Caine. It's, it's always nice to see Michael Caine. Like he didn't have much to do, but he's Christopher Nolan's, uh, luck charm. Um, it wouldn't be the same without seeing Michael Caine just pop up somewhere. Um, the lead actress, Elizabeth Debicki, I think is how you pronounce her name. Um, didn't have much to do. She played the, the damsel in distress, but she was fine. Overall fine. And, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, man, guys from Kick-Ass and Age of Ultron, has a really nice supporting role. Didn't even realize it was him until after the movie. Dude is getting jacked. Um, but I was entertained both times that I watched Tenet with his performance. And there was something about him that was familiar. And he, he had a lot of charisma. And I was like, man, this guy's going to be the next Tom Hardy. But he's already established. It's uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. But I thought he was great in a supporting role. Um, so the, yeah, guys, there's a lot to like here. There's issues with pacing and Nolan geeking out too much with inversion. Um, I didn't leave the theater with a fuck yeah, man. Like I just watched the new Christopher Nolan movie. Um, Hollywood is saved. People are going to start going back to the theater in droves. Like I didn't, I didn't feel that. Um, I wanted to, but I didn't feel it. I thought it was interesting. Um, it has some interesting components to it. Uh, the opening opera house scene was badass. Um, it made me want no one to do another Dark Knight movie or a fucking Bond movie, like I've been saying. Um, it could have been the opening of Dark Knight for uh, the opera house scene. I thought that was fantastic. I like how it was staged. I like how it was filmed. It was fucking loud. Um, great scene. Uh, the time travel war, the inversion war, uh, was interesting. Again, it was it was original. Um, I haven't seen anything like that. So there's a lot of things to like, um, but I wish, I wish it was a little bit more accessible. Uh, right now, the Rotten Tomato score is at 75%. I can see that. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair score. Um, I think I'm going to go with a 3.5 out of 5. I don't know if my score will go up with time or if with time 
I'll find a lot of flaws, like I found with Dark Knight Rises. Um, I honestly don't know what's going to happen. It, it could go up to a four, it could go down to a three, or or lower. Um, there's a lot of plot holes in Dark Knight Rises, guys. Um, I really have to shut off my brain when watching that one. But yeah, I, I really wanted to like Tenet more than what I did. Um, it was my number two most anticipated movie of the year. My number one is Dune. I hope it blows me out of the fucking theater when I watch it. Um, I think Tenet is above average with some great elements. Um, but it's not worth getting Corona over. Um, and if I can end with this, uh, if Christopher Nolan listens to this podcast, uh, go make a fucking James Bond movie already. <laughs> All right. Like you, you want to so bad, go make a James Bond movie. I would, uh, I think it would be the best, uh, your James Bond movie might be the best James Bond movie never made. Um, I would love to see you just commit, commit and make a fucking James Bond movie. All right, guys, uh, that's a wrap. Those are my quick thoughts. I hope you enjoyed this quickie as much as I did. Let me know if you agree or disagree in the comment section of this episode. What's your opinion? Where does Tenet rank for you? Is it better than Inception? Favorite? Least favorite? Uh, should Nolan do a James Bond movie? Should John David Washington be Green Lantern? Uh, should Carl Urban be fucking Lobo? <laughs> yes, he should. Let's fix the DC universe. Let's throw Brian Cranston in there as, uh, as Lex Luthor, all right? Anyway, guys, let me know what you think. Thanks for going on this adventure with me. You can find me on adventuresinvideoland.com. I'm on Instagram, but the conversation always begins and ends on Facebook. You've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, my good people, out. Peace. I did it backwards. Peace out. Yeah.